Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Your boy Dan Cilio here on the National Football Show. I love Football Fridays, man. God, the news is... It's in the lamestream media, and it's also in my sandbox known as the sports world. This Aaron Rodgers story is really dividing America. You know, it's, you know how the Colin Kaepernick story turned into disrespecting the flag? And one part of the country took it as social injustice. That's kind of what this is. On one hand, you have somebody talking about the safety measures of the vaccination. And then over here you have, well, he's an anti-vaxxer. And you're like, no. And quite frankly, this is conversation that I think every American should be having with their family members or with themselves on what they want to do. So we're going to hit on that man. That has been everywhere. And by the way, I love the fact that Aaron Rodgers goes on to Pat McAfee show, and I'll tell you why here in a minute. By the way, how about Carson Wentz's play last night? Holy cow. That was a big game for the Colts. It was a big game for the Eagles. It tells everybody in that locker room, look what Carson Wentz did. He bounced back from that horrific eight minutes of his career last week against the Titans. That was a significant game for a couple franchises, Eagles and Chargers, okay? And, of course, the Colts. All the things that you talk about, it was all significant. Speaking of the Chargers there, I added that into the mix because Eagles and Chargers this Sunday, how big a game is this for this Eagles team? You know, they sit at three and five. They win this football game. Is this their season? Is this game on Sunday their season? They go four and five on the year with a win. Look, look, look at what New England did last week. And then they play in Denver. Denver? Denver's already given up uh, Von Miller. You could potentially be five and five rolling into the final stretch run of the NFL season. Who would have thunk that? And then what do you think of Jalen? If Jalen Hurts gets his team to 5-5, five and five, is there another debate? Do we elevate 
the debate to go like this, is he the guy or not the guy? He starts winning ball games, guys. That's all that's going to matter here. If he starts winning ball games. So we're going to hit on all that. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. We tell everybody this. Hey, especially on a football Friday, right, guys? You guys add to the content of the program. We have our friend Jason Cole on in the second hour. I want to get everybody in and want to get everybody rolling because I do think it's a big week nine of the NFL. We're going to talk to him about all the news that's going on. Odell Beckham Jr., as we predicted, would be cut. I just didn't think it would take this much time, but obviously I'll tell you what the ramifications are and why it took a little bit more time when it came to releasing him. There was clearly a financial issue involved with it, and I think that also tells you the direction maybe of where the Cleveland Browns are going to go in 2022 when it comes to the quarterback decision. Are they going to retain Baker Mayfield? Or are they going to look for a veteran quarterback in the upcoming offseason? So I think there's ramifications around that. Some big college and pro football games on Sunday and Saturday. Let's get to it here. How we do this, folks, I tell you this all the time. Guys like Ewing, Hugh, you guys are awesome. Justin, thank you so much. If they win, it won't be because of him so far. We have one to three games because of our electric defense. And what I'm doing there, folks, is I go back and forth with some of the topics that you guys bring in. Hugh, I appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you very much. All right, let's get into first with Aaron Rodgers here. Before I get into Eagles and Chargers here, I love how Aaron Rodgers beat the living shit out of the liberal media today on the Pat McAfee show. This guy went about his own business doing his own information on the vaccinations. And by the way, I'm just echoing and I'm paraphrasing some of the things that he said today on the Pat McAfee show. And to me, I subscribe to pretty much 100% of it. He's not listening to people that are out there in the lamestream media. He's doing his own research on the vaccinations. Is there anything wrong with that? Like, here's a question that I posted on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Are there any side effects? You know, I have some type of condition, and, and I'm allergic to some type of shots and vaccinations. Will it affect me in that way? Is there another alternative source? How about my antibodies? Again, I'm not playing the doctor, folks. All I'm doing is asking what I think every American, or at least half this country, is doing when it comes to Talking about vaccinations. And by the way, I'm not going to spend a shitload of time on this. I'm just going to tell you where I am in this and where I believe in what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Did he lie to the lamestream media? No, because at the time, he was thinking that the antibodies, which the CDC, how many times have they changed their protocols on their website this year? Six? I think I counted six different times. Remember, there was a time during the summertime they said you didn't need a mask if you were outside anymore. Then they said, all of a sudden, now you need a mask. The things have changed, and they've wobbled, and they've moved the goalpost a billion times. So in my theory, I don't think he lied. Was he completely truthful? No, because you know what? There was never a follow-up question. So my question would be here. Okay? I don't think Aaron Rodgers has anything to be ashamed of here. I think he kicked the shit out of the lamestream liberal media. And right now, they're just picking on a guy who, by the way, is 7-1 on the season. It might be the repeat MVP in this league. But they have nothing else to do. 
This is just about not liking Aaron Rodgers. Look at the love affair that they have for Tom Brady. Since when did off-the-field issues matter and how you looked at somebody as a media member? This exposes the media, folks. See, to me, whether you're gay, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Catholic, whether you're vaccinated, whether you're not vaccinated, has no bearing on my life. I tune in for sports for one thing, sports. Not to find out who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. My God Almighty, do you not understand why the NBA has lost so many viewers? You alienate half your audience when you start covering your sport like this. The NFL does not want to go down the line of Major League Baseball and the NBA. You alienate half your fan base. Half the fan base is rooting for Aaron Rodgers. The other half of the fan base is bitching at Aaron Rodgers because of vaccination, and this has nothing to do with football. Hey, it's funny. The National Football Show, and I got this crap on my show. You don't come here to listen to my opinion about vaccinations. You don't come here to listen to my opinions on politics. You come here to listen to football and sports. You know, when people say, silly, I'll shut up and dribble or talk sports, they're right. They are right. People barely listen to my takes for sports. Nobody gives a shit about who and what Hollywood thinks about vaccinations or what they think about President Trump or President Biden. America, haven't they shown these people in this country? Look at the ratings for the Oscars or the Grammys. People tune those things out. Rogers was being honest today. He's a football player. He's seven and one. He's won 33 of 40 ball games. That's all I give a shit about. He's won 33 of 40 regular season games, and we're talking about non-football shit. Man, you need more time on your hands. Well, I hate Aaron Rodgers because he, he's not vaccinated. Why do you care? You're never in your life going to have anything in common with that guy or ever run into that guy or ever probably even know anybody who knows that guy. How does that affect you? How does that bug you on your day-to-day life basis? It's like watching, watching the people in Washington. Those people, what they argue over, infrastructure and stuff like that, has no bearing in my life because it'll never trickle down to me. Never. People in Washington argue over things that Americans in this country never benefit from. That is the facts. Why should whether Aaron Rodgers is vaccinated or not matter? Hugh said it. Rodgers is a hell of a player. That's all I care about. Birdman says no NFL players had any serious complications. Of course they haven't. You're fucking outside playing and you're practicing. Okay? You're outside. Nobody. Hey, by the way, have you heard anything on the college level with all the fans that have been showing up 
down in Alabama, LSU, Georgia, or any of these other places for these super spreader things. I see stadiums with 75,000 fans in it. I have heard nothing of some sort of outbreak. Nothing. We have packed arenas, packed stadiums, hockey, basketball, football, all of it's going on. Why are people wearing a mask? And then you know what even the craziest thing is? Some restaurants restaurants want you to wear a mask. But then when you get in and start eating, you could take it off. What? Anyway, I'm done. I'm done with it, okay? I'm done. Because, again, these are one of these conversations that go nowhere. It's like talking politics today. If you're talking having a conversation with someone, it turns into a screaming match, and I'm not into it. It, 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 quite frankly, it doesn't mean that much to me. The, the COVID talk doesn't mean that much to me. It means, jack, it means jack to me. Okay, let's move on to Eagles and Chargers. No question, that game last night should give the organization a little bit of an injection because it was great that the Colts won. It looks like that pick, that contingency pick, you know, the conditional pick that Wentz was involved with, looks like it is rolling right now towards a first-round pick for the char- for the um, Eagles. And this Charger game is going to be also important to keep it going this year because you need to find out in evaluating the coach and also the quarterback if these are guys that you're going to go forward with as of right now knowing that you have 11 picks and you have three in the top 10. This could be one of the biggest years in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, or at least in the Super Bowl era, when it comes to drafting players. This upcoming draft is probably the biggest draft in the Super Bowl era for the Eagles. 11 picks, three in the top 10. Man, that is an awful lot. That is an awful lot of assets to rebuild a football team. Okay? An awful lot. That's why this game against the Chargers for the Eagles is paramount that they are able to find out who they can go forward with. Who they're going to look at as part of the building blocks that you're going to start building and rebuilding this team with. J.K. says, Wentz, tough dude, despite mistakes. You know, funny you should say that. J.K., check this out. Xander and I were talking about this prior to coming on the air here in the first hour, okay? Um, you, you know what, Panzer? This is what Xander says. He says, I sound like Joe Rogan, man. I told Joe Rogan that on a text. I said, Joe, people say I sound like you. He goes, I do, I, dude, I think you do. I listen to your stuff too. Joe checks it out. I send him a link, and he watches it every now and then. I love Joe Rogan, man. He's a good dude. You know where I met Joe Rogan? I met Joe Rogan when he was doing – do you guys remember that? You remember that show he did called um, Fear Factor? Do you remember on Fear Factor? Well, they did a lot of taping down in the Orlando area, okay, at Universal. So they did a lot of taping. That dude was always around the area, and he used to come on my show all the time when I was in Tampa and Orlando. I did a simulcast. Man, he was so fun. You know, he's a stand-up. His real job is that he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, man, I really like Joe Rogan. That's a, that's a compliment, by the way. I think Joe does a great job. Most watched podcast there is in the country. 
Let me get into this Wentz, though. You brought up Carson Wentz. You know Carson Wentz is on pace right now for 4,000 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 63 completion percentage, and a quarterback rating of 101-1. I don't know, man. Is that bad? I'm going to read it again. This is what Carson Wentz is trending to. His team right now, they're sitting at, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're four and five now. The Colts are four and five. 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns to five picks, 63 completion percentage, 101-1 quarterback rating. You think that's good? Man. But Xander and I said this. Man, when this guy, when this guy trips, though, he doesn't just stumble. This guy breaks his leg. I mean, and almost literally. His mistakes, like that eight minutes last week against the Titans. Guys, I went like this. That may be the worst eight minutes of quarterbacking I have ever seen. (laughs) Holy shit, man, that was bad. That left-handed pass. That turned into a pick six. I'm like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Like in like bitty football in in high school. I don't know if I ever saw something like that. Holy cow. Hey, Super Day says, last time you said that, he fell off a cliff. I know. Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks. So you're, hey, so you're saying I threw the juju at him, the negative juju. Hey, Ken, how you doing? Joey B, all good. The Panzer says, I want to see him against a top defense, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I want to see him, but he's playing really great, dude. The numbers speak for themselves right now. But, man, I, the people in Philly, there's no way you're going to sit here and go like this. You know, what was it? He had 200 consecutive um, attempts without an interception until last week when all that stuff happened. Holy cow, man. I mean, his his F-ups are gargantuan. 23-1, and one, it's great, but he has help. Pittman is a Pro Bowl caliber, and Taylor will be the rushing leader. He will be. Well, he's on a better team, but it's also constructed differently, and it's constructed the same way. And I would say this to you, 23-1, and one, the team that Carson Wentz is on right now, is basically the same construction and blueprint of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. Running the ball, tough up front in the offensive line, tough up front on the defensive line. Last night, that Colts offensive line, them running the ball for over 200 yards, that was the essential factor in that game, is that they were dominant at the point of attack on both sides of the football. And that is exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles were built around in 2017 was that they were dominant at the point of attack. When you have a great group on both sides of the football, I don't really care who your quarterback is. And it just happens that you have a quarterback who's a a spectacular guy at not turning the ball over and being able to play well on third down, you're going to have a lot of success. And that's what that 2017 Philadelphia Eagles team was about. Don't turn the ball over. Keep it short and third and short. And that's what Nick Foles did at the end of that season. Joey B says, Cooper Rush, Jalen Hurts. I don't know. How about that kid, Mike White? Hey, man, if you're a Jet fan, 
you 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 do believe that you know you're just doomed just to be you know awful all the time so this guy hurts his hand <laughs> and it's so jets by the way i'll say this to you mike white's put up better numbers than anything zach wilson has ever put up and i actually think the jets look better but i'll t- say this to you about robert saley robert saley's supposed to be some defensive guy that's the worst um, defense I've seen all year in the NFL was that first half of football that the Jets put up. The Jets were terrible on defense last night, and that's supposed to be his forte. Charles says it was Jets, though. <laughs> yeah, hey, right? Yeah, I get it. Yes, they have Frank to scheme for Wentz. Yeah, he builds that offense around his personality, not just around his skill set. Shakur says, Mansells, I love how Frank calls uh, a game. We're so missing that nowadays in Philadelphia. Shakur, he's a great play caller. He is a great play caller. He's just got a great feel for it. And it's such a great observation by you, Shakur, because there's coordinators that have a feel. You can have the same game plan in front of one coordinator And it's almost like a painter. You could tell a painter to paint a portrait, and the portraits are going to be completely different. That's what an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are like. You can have the same plays, but it's not going to come out the same. It's not going to have the same feel. It may not have the same connection. When you're a play caller, you're working with the guy on what he's also feeling. You just can't put down 27 plays and go, go run them. The game's chance. That's why guys like Brady and all these great experienced guys, it is so hard to play quarterback in that league. It really is. Carl says nobody had Eagles better than three and five. No. They win the game this weekend against the Chargers. You're four and five with a good chance to beat Denver in Denver. That's five and five. I don't know, man. I feel pretty good coming home from Denver if I can hit five and five. And then we have a whole different conversation about, you know, Jalen Hurts here. Whole different conversation. Super Dave says Carson is is an average quarterback. He's not 2020 and he's not 2017. I think he was 15th and 18th and 19th and 19th. In 19. Okay. I don't think he's average. I think he's a tick up. I would say this. I think he's a top 15 guy. But I think he can go to a Super Bowl and win with a top 15 guy. If you can win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, you can win a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. Nick Foles is not better than Carson Wentz. He never was. Does he get hotter than Carson Wentz? Yes. But if you remember right, guys, What was it, 15 weeks or 14 weeks before he got hurt in Los Angeles? The guy was playing MVP football every week, every week for the Eagles. He he looked like a cross between Brett Favre and Dan Marino. I mean, he was playing exceptional football until he got hurt in L.A. And I'm not saying he's that guy, but he's a good quarterback, and he's better than anything Foles ever will be. Or ever was. Foles, though, had maybe the greatest run in substitute teacher history being a backup quarterback. That's maybe the greatest run 
Hostedler had a run like that when he won that, I think, 1990 Super Bowl for the Giants. I'm trying to think of guys who stepped in and did it. Back in the day, um, Earl Morrill stepped in in the undefeated season for Greasy. Greasy still took over in the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl, and they were undefeated. Many people don't realize Greasy didn't really quarterback the majority of that year. It was um, Earl Morrill. But the backup, maybe um, what we saw with Doug Williams in the Super Bowl after the quarterback got hurt, he goes in and he ends up winning the Super Bowl. That's right, William. Doug Williams is in that conversation. So, I mean, Foles had one of the greatest runs because he did it in consecutive weeks, like in playoff run. And, and then he outduels Brady, which makes it even crazier. So let's get into this game here. By the way, I'll do that when we come back out of the timeout, okay? What is the score? What do the Eagles have to do against the Chargers this Sunday to bring home a victory at Lincoln Financial? We'll hit on that. We'll do some on OBJ. Football Friday, you keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Welcome aboard, Dan Cilio National Football Show. The Panzer, we just started this, man. I've never done a stream show in my life before. This is the only one I've ever done. Do you know how many stream shows I was asked to do? I, I was asked to do a boatload of them, but I said, no, 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 no. I'm not doing any of that stuff. And the way it looks to now to me, radio's dead. I think you got an opportunity here to do things that you can't do on the radio any longer. I don't want to say radio's dead because I'll always love radio. I'm not going to say that. Nah. Radio is one of my favorite things and I'll always be and, you know, I'll always be somehow attached to it. But streaming gives you more of an opportunity. This is why guys like Adam Carolla and, um, you know, Joe Rogan aren't on the radio anymore. Is because this gives them a vehicle to do what they want. And so the Panzer, we're growing it, man. It's okay. I'm good. Pat McAfee loves the show. He, he says the same thing, man. It's a pro show. It's all good. So up and at him, man. We're all good, man. Hey, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you being part of this, man. Hey, by the way, Panzer reminds me. Please hit the like button. You guys have been awesome with that. I mean, the last couple of weeks that I've asked you to do that, man, we've really just knocked it out of the ballpark, and we thank you guys so much. Every time that you bang on that like button, we thank you. And if you missed any of the program, please watch it a little bit later on. Maybe uh, sometime over the weekend, too, you can watch it. Some of the things we say about the upcoming games on both the college level and uh, the NFL level on Sunday. Maybe go back and come back on Monday and go, hey, man, Sills, you're wrong here or you're right or whatever. Uh, we can have a good debate that way, too. So we appreciate you hitting that like button. And my friend Jason Cole, NFL Hall of Fame insider and Hall of Fame voter, will be with us in hour number two. A lot of news going on in the National Football League. I'm going to get to Chargers and Eagles and what I think Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, has to do and what Nick Sirianni has to do against Brandon Saley. So I, I think Brandon Staley is an absolutely up-and-coming coach in the NFL, and I really like what he's doing with the Chargers, so we'll talk a little bit more with that. All right. What went wrong with Odell Beckham in Cleveland? Yeah, It was just the fact that, you know, Xander said it to me prior to going on the air, you know the one thing that keeps Baker Mayfield at the negotiating table right now is the fact that Baker Mayfield has been part of the process that has righted the ship in Cleveland. Prior to him showing up, it was like the Jets. If you were a quarterback, Tim Couch, Johnny Manziel, name the guys that have gone there. Brandon Whedon, all the guys at the stiffs that they've brought in there, all those guys have gone by the wayside. They were not able to do anything when it came to turning that franchise around. Poor Joe Thomas. Guy's going to the Hall of Fame, and he's a Hall of Fame football player. And he'll go into the Hall of Fame with the worst win percentage in the history of any Hall of Famer of all time. I mean, his last couple of years as a Cleveland Brown were brutal when it came to one loss, but he was fabulous as a player. What a shame. Wasted in Cleveland, but he tells you to this day he loved the fact that he got a chance to play there. But the point is, is that the place was a train wreck. That's what keeps Baker Mayfield at the negotiating table with ownership. Look, they've already come to the conclusion he's not a $42 million guy. They know that already. It's going to be determined whether or not they want to negotiate something with the guy and being able to sit there and negotiate, okay? Charles says he stopped looking at Odell during games. It rubbed Odell the wrong way. But, Charles, I don't care if Odell didn't like the fact that he wasn't getting the football. This is about winning ball games. It's not about targets. 
You think Amendola or anybody in the New England era during Brady's time were bitching about catches? Did you ever hear a wide receiver in Tom Brady's 21 years ever bitch about targets? Not even Randy Moss bitched about targets. Why is that? Because Brady convinced them it's not about numbers. Do you know where I'm going to give you guys a comparison? Tell me if you subscribe to this comparison, okay? See, OBJ is like Russell Westbrook. He likes the numbers. He loves the triple doubles. But he can't play within a team concept. Let me give you another one. One of the reasons Michael Jordan started winning championships, what is that? Phil Jackson convinced him it's not about scoring titles. It's not about scoring titles, Mike. When Michael Jordan stopped winning scoring titles, he he started winning championships. And that's what Brady convinces people of. It's not about freaking targets. To me, every time I see a big-time wide receiver out on the open market, man, I always do this. Man, those guys are more trouble than they are production because these guys are going to expect targets. That's not how I'm building my team from the outside in. I'm building my team, running the ball, playing tough defense, efficient quarterback play, and a guy that like Tarek Hill could knock the cover off a of defense. You may not get a lot of targets, but you've got to be productive when you get them. Okay. When I'm talking about, well, he didn't get him the ball and they're get this. And they're putting videos together of Baker, not being able to get him the ball. You already know this. You're throwing your quarterback under the bus when you know he's limited because he's not a really great progression reader. That's what rubbed the Cleveland Browns the wrong way about Odell Beckham. It wasn't so much that they pointed out plays. They were pointing out that the quarterback is limited. What else is Odell doing? He's also hurting potential market price if they do try to trade him or move off him. You don't want a player going, this guy's not what you think he is. He's not a franchise guy. And you're showing videos and Odell Beckham's dad is diminishing a guy's value on social media. You can't have that. That whole internal stuff, man, you're doing that in the middle of a guy's negotiating contracts. Damn, dog. If I was Baker Mayfield, I'd be one pissed off dude. I'd be one pissed off dude. How about this, man? Why do you think they negotiated that money down if you're Cleveland? You know why? They're they're now in the process of determining that they may need a free agent quarterback in the upcoming offseason, and they're going to need as much cap money as they can get to get maybe somebody like Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or someone like that. They're going to need as much money, and that's why they negotiated that contract down, okay, so that they could give him his release. And they put it more in a signing bonus. They restructured his contract. And that's what they did. They restructured his contract so it would be more likely that a team would maybe pick him up on the waiver wire. If I'm Odell Beckham, I don't want to be picked up on the waiver wire, okay? I want to be released outright, and then I could pick my own spot. That would make it for me.
I could pick my next home. Remember, he's working on his third team. Jeremiah Baker might be more like Russ, okay? Charles, yeah. That was, yeah, that was fool of OBJ to do that. Yeah, man, Charles, you can't be showing up people on social media. You got a problem with somebody, go over to his locker, man. It's probably 20 feet away from you. Go tell him. King Dave says, it's his, con- it's his contract year, too. So if Baker was the guy, he'd get paid. Well, his deal would have been done already, man, like Josh Allen's deal. By the way, too, King Dave, he was drafted in the same draft with Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. Dude, man, you don't look very good. Excuse me, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Those two guys, man, I don't know, right? Those two guys are great players. Then you're talking Baker and those guys. Those guys lapped you. Carl says the Eagles have a very interesting quarterback and fun to watch. Really? You think throwing incomplete passes and dirt balls is fun to watch? Can't read a defense to save his life? I don't know, man. I don't know how much fun that is. Okay, yeah, no, King Dave, and he's the number one pick. All right, let's move off of Odell Beckham. By the way, I had a list of teams um, when it came to him clearing waivers. So that's going to come down to this, okay? That's going to come down to this. That's going to come down and how waivers work. The worst team right now with the worst record gets the opportunity at uh, drafting him or signing him but you have to pick up the new restructured contract. And that's going to be something that teams wanted to look at because they don't, most teams right now are pushed against the salary cap and they don't have a lot of room. So obviously number one would be the lions. You think Odell Beckham lands in Detroit. Why, why would you bring him there? Why, why would you bring him there with Jared golf? And that football team hasn't won a game yet. The dolphins are interested. They're interested and it's interesting to see if he clears waivers. Um, put him on the other side for Tua. You know, I mean, it would be a great theater down in South Florida. And then get this. By the way, let's throw this into the conversation, guys. If you bring in Odell Beckham, okay, where are the Eagles pick? Number eight, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. The Eagles pick at number eight. If you picked his contract up, follow me here. If you're the Eagles and you picked his contract up with DeFonte Smith, okay, with DeFonte Smith and the tight end, so you have Odell Beckham Jr., DeFonte Smith, Dallas. As your offensive weaponry, you think that could entice Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson to maybe want to play in Philly? Plus, with all those draft picks, you you sell yourself to Russell Wilson? Russ, we want you to be part of the process of rebuilding. Okay? Guys, am I off base when I'm saying this? Okay? King, King Dave, here, and here's the 
Because what is the number one thing? What is the number one thing right now that people are saying about not wanting to come to Philly? Is Howie Roseman. What if Howie went like this? Well, how can I change the narrative? How can I change the narrative? Let's pick up Beckham. Let's talk in Beckham's ear. Look, Jalen's not the quarterback going forward. We're going to try to go after Deshaun, um, Russell Wilson, and we're going to go after Aaron Rodgers. And we have the draft picks to do it. Okay? There's really going to be nobody next year's draft that has more assets. And, hey, and for the record, I don't think Howie Roseman's done getting a war chest together. Okay? Maybe you move off the defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, and you get a three and a four form. Now you're talking about 13 picks, three of them in the top 10. And you just picked up Beckham off the waiver wire at a reduced salary. Are we talking? Yeah, but Mike, there wouldn't be bringing in Odell Beckham to be number one. The guy they just drafted this year is the guy they're priming to be number one. They're not looking for Odell Beckham to be number one. And you're not paying him number one money. They came off that big number that he had, man. He signed that contract, $97 million that the Giants gave him. That's, that deal's over, man. He's done with that. His number one thing that he has to do now is build up equity the same way that Antonio Brown has to build up equity, and he is with Tom Brady in Tampa. Right, Rieger out, man. Williams says how he likes him cheap. We got a cheap contract. They just restructured it. Some people would go, so when the Eagles pick up Odell Beckham and Devontae Smith on the other side, and you know that Jalen can't get either of those guys the ball, and you have a top flight, top five tight end, guys, it's time to go like this. Let's get out of this. And you know what's crazy? I don't want Jalen Hurts to be kicked off the team after that. I'd go like this to Jalen. Hey, I still want you here. You're on a rookie contract. I'd love to have you as my backup to Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. You imagine the classroom he would get also sitting there behind a guy like Wilson. It'd be like Patrick Mahomes watching Alex Smith play. Right? Am I crazy when I say that? You, you put that together because let's be candid here. What are they playing for? 500? Okay. Well, that's not really anything to shake a stick at or write home about. You're playing for 500? Okay. I don't know what that gets you. A mediocre mid-round draft choice? Come on, man. I saw somebody say something, I want to lose every single game so we get a great pick in each round next year. There's some craziness, but there's some truth to that craziness. Okay? Charles says, no, you're not crazy. That makes a lot of sense. Because I've got to start, watch this. I've got to start thinking about what I'm going to bring in here to fix this thing. Howie can't be wrong. So you've got to start setting up the tw- Dude, if the Eagles claimed him or even signed him after he clears waivers, 
I think he's going to clear waivers. Then you get him even cheaper. Because get this, there's not going to be a gigantic market for Odell Beckham out there. Because why is that? Because they don't like the player? No. Salary cap restraints. You just can't put people and give people $10 million. That means you have to cut somebody. That means you have to restructure somebody. You're at the halfway point of the season. You think teams want to start ripping up the integrity of their roster right now for one guy who may be your second and possibly your third wideout because he's had so much lost time and not in your offense? I mean, thinking about the time he's got to learn to be in your system. You want to rip up your entire roster for that? And most of the time, the teams that suck don't want to do that because they don't want to get any better because they're trying to get a better draft position. Okay? You know what, too? And then again, I hope I'm not saying something here that doesn't make any sense because, you know, the ownership and the general manager, I'm praying to God, have actually thought this out, too. You know, you bring the kid in. I mean... You, you're going to make those veteran quarterbacks. Because what did Tom Brady do? Think about what Tom Brady did when he went out looking for a team. He went out looking for a team that had assets. And he knew he was going to add. Get this. I, you know in your heart, Brady knew he was going to add Antonio Brown and Gronk wherever he went. And by the way, Gronk, before he got hurt, that guy was playing Pro Bowl football, man. He looked great. Antonio Brown, before he got hurt, he was playing Pro Bowl football. And you had those two guys on that Tampa roster. If you even, if you added those two guys on that Charger roster, the other team that offered them a contract, the only difference between the two teams was head coaching and coaching staffs and defense. The Bucs had a better D. That's why Brady went to Tampa. All right. I do want to hit on Eagles and Chargers. We're going to do that. Jeff says, don't you think the Raiders – would go for OBJ since the rugs issue. Of course I do. I think there's going to be a few teams out there. The big question is going to be, can you fit them in your cap? Most of these teams are over the cap now. You have to do some adjusting. Now, from what I'm understanding, Cleveland and Odell Beckham's people negotiated the remaining money into a base salary, so into a signing bonus, excuse me, and lowered the base salary so a team could pick him up and he'd be more apt to get picked up on waivers. I don't think that's going to go down. All right, let's take a look at this Week 9 game for the Eagles. We'll do it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. Football Friday here on the National Football Show. Yeah, Ken reminded me, please keep hitting the like button, you guys. Really appreciate it. There's no question that I think this game this week is your season. For any kind of thought process of having a good year, you know what a good year is with really a first-year starting quarterback? If you can get your head above the 500 mark, would be an exceptional season, especially for a first-year head coach. The staff is inexperienced. The rosters at parts has experience, but for the majority at the key positions, it's very inexperienced. Quarterback, wide receiving core. The running game is very suspect. Your secondary is suspect, to say the least. The run defense is shoddy and spotty. Two things you can't hear, shoddy and spotty, right? One week it's here, one week it's there. The really good football teams, look, they're not going to play exceptional every night. and They're not going to go out there and shut teams down every single day, not in today's NFL. But what you can't have is you can't have trends where you start to see these trends go into three games and you're starting to get a little bit of a trend on this is what you do to this team to beat them. And that's where we are right now at the halfway mark. Both sides of the football. Know this, Chargers and Eagles, okay? You pretty much have an identity of what teams can and can't do. Now, when I say identity, some would say, well, this team is inconsistent. That's their identity. Some would say, this team here, man, I'll tell you what, low penalties, they run the ball well, 125-plus yards every game. They're over 335 yards in passing game. You're roughly around 425, somewhere in total offense. You're up near around 23 first downs. Your third down percentage 
is around 42%. You're trying to look at those kind of goals that you set for your defense and offense at the beginning of the year, and you want to see where you're trending towards. Have you come over? Know this, guys. One win or one loss for an NFL team, tell me if you agree with this, does not really determine what that team is going to do by the end of the year or pretty much who they are. You're not going to win every game in the NFL. It's about matchups. You may end up getting your ass kicked one week. A couple years back, remember when Brady and the Patriots went into Kansas City and Kansas City just shellacked them? They just shellacked them. That was the famous Belichick we're on the Cincinnati line. Okay? Bill knows, man. It's not about four quarters of football. You know? You start talking about 18 quarters. You start talking about, you know, 30-plus quarters. You start talking about that. What are you trending to be? And here's, here, here's where the Eagles are. And, again, I'll talk about the approach and how I would attack Justin Herbert and then also if I'm Jalen and Nick Sirianni moving forward against that Chargers defense. So we'll go on both sides of the rock with this. But here, here, here's my assessment so far at the halfway mark going into week nine of the NFL with the Eagles. They're too inconsistent in the running game right there. Too many penalties. And the majority of these penalties are pre-snap. Do you know what pre-snap is? You're unsure what the assignment is. Snap count. You jump on cadence, okay? You let a guy loose that's on the perimeter. So that's got to get fixed. You know how that gets fixed? Repetitions, constantly going over things, constantly practicing, practicing situational defense and offense, talking to your players, taking tests, studying, being on that tablet every night. Okay, backyard says, I think we're good at running back. I don't think you're good enough. You can't be good with a subpar quarterback. Okay, you can have a subpar rushing game when you have an elite QB because he turns that suspect running back into a very productive player. Okay, that running back can turn a very mediocre guy into a elite player. Look at what Derrick Henry did to Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Okay. That's right. Well, think, look, look at Ryan Tannehill. Look what a good running game will do if you're um, in a position like you are in Tennessee. When you got Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback. You want to see Ryan Tannehill, Miami Dolphin, Ryan Tannehill? You're about to get a whole month load of it. You're about to get a whole month load of it here. A little just too inconsistent. And the play calling. One week, they're throwing the ball 50 times. The next week, they're running it 46 times. And I don't really think that when you're doing those helter-skelter type game plans like that, I don't really think you're really developing anybody. What, what, what are you trying to become? So I think that question, okay, I, I think the question of who they are is still out there because they're too inconsistent. All right. 
let me let me show you something on what I would do if I was Jonathan Gannon. Let's start on the defensive side of the ball, okay? RL, the receivers made Jalen's whole career. Well, not on the Eagles so far. He can't find him. And he's not very accurate. Here's what I would do. I went back and watched what the Patriots did against Justin Herbert. And it's a subtle thing that Belichick did. You guys want to hear what he did? He's so brilliant. And I went back and I saw a little bit of it against Brady, but Brady was too smart and he picked it up. Okay? He picked it up and they couldn't fool Brady like they could fool a second, I don't know, what is it, a second year now starter, Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert, again, okay? Justin Herbert wasn't able to see it last week. What do you think that was? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to write it. And I'm going to show you what he did. Okay. He did this type of defensive front against Justin Herbert last week. He ran a nine wide, 43. What I don't want, yep, yep, RL, there's a lot of that. I'll get to that. That's what the secondary coverage is. It looked like a Tampa two in the secondary. You're, You're right. But he ran a 43 wide nine. What is that? When you run a 4-3 defense, most of the guys are going to line up either a 5 technique or a 7 technique. What Bill did with his ends, he wind them up wider. They were almost like in the slot at times. When Herbert comes to the line of scrimmage, he sees this. Are they outside linebackers? Are they blitzing? And he'd have two guys inside on a 3 technique and on a 1 technique. One was shaded in. And he would walk up sometimes his backers to be over the guards, and he would float him back. And Herbert, when he came to the line of scrimmage, I don't think Justin Herbert had ever seen a wide nine. They did that against Brady the Patriots a few times. Tom was smart enough to know that those guys, if you get those guys matched up out wide, he's going to do this to Gronk. That's what he would do to Gronk. It would be a block and release. He's going to put Gronk on that wide nine, Gronk's going to run up the sidelines. Brady's going to three-step it and hit him, and they're going to have that play all night. You can't do that to Tom. He's going to recognize that nine technique because the nine techniques are really out wide. Okay? They're really out wide. You're, you're, you're like, are they ends or linebackers? Who are they covering? The slot? Tight end? Are they going to loop back inside? He had all of that, so... The processing for Justin Herbert was slow last week. It kind of confused him. And he's not been real patient over the last four weeks. You know, they got out to a four and one start. And then all of a sudden, what they started doing was they knew because Herbert was just getting back there on his spot and he was fucking winging it down the field. Guys like Mike, um, the, the, the kid, um, What's the kid uh, the name that from Clemson? He ended up, I mean, he was Mike Williams. He was wide open. I don't know how many times Keenan Allen was open. He's just sitting there whipping that thing. So when Belichick got to him, 
Let's flank him out wide our ends. See how he adjusts to that. They couldn't really adjust to it that well. Okay? He doesn't have Hunter Henry in that offense any longer. See, Hunter Henry is the one piece in that offense that's been missing. Hunter Henry was a great tight end for them, and Henry is not in that offense. And Henry actually helped New England by telling him, and that was part of the th- flank him out wide. He struggles a little bit on seeing that, that wide nine. So they've got to come at him with different looks. I'm not saying you take, remember something. What's that geeky ass thing that everybody says about the NFL? It's a copycat league. Well, you're going to take over what the last three weeks have been with Charger offense and them struggling and not being able to run the ball as well has been a factor for them. And you're going to put all of that together, but you've got to put your own sauce in there. And you've got to make your own remedy, make it happen, because he's going to know this. You're watching the same film he's watching, and he's going to sit there and see, okay, so if there's a wide nine, I, I, I don't have to go to my wideouts or my tight ends. I'll just go to a check down. There's only so many times that Justin Herbert is not going to find that guy. And the more he gets comfortable seeing that check down, the check down is a quarterback's favorite friend. And if I'm Gannon, I've got to disguise every possible thing I can. Because if you allow that guy to get back in a seven-step drop, he'll put 50 points on the Eagles. He'll put 50 points on them. You've got to limit him offensively and possessions. And you've got to disguise. And what somebody said earlier, that zone coverage. Okay? Do exactly what the New York Giants did to Patrick Mahomes um, on Monday night. Okay? Just do this. Keep playing back. Keep playing back. He's going to fuck up. He's going to make a mistake. There'll be a penalty. Kick a field goal. You're trying to get the Chargers to kick field goals. You want them to exchange touchdowns for field goals. They're not going to beat the Eagles kicking field goals. They know that. And that's what the Giants did to the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. Chiefs weren't going to beat the Giants kicking field goals. They knew it. They wanted to make it a fourth quarter game. Eagles have to do the same thing. I'll talk a little bit more what they have to do on offense. This is a little bit more complex, okay, and what they have to do, in my opinion, against the Charger defense. I think this is the weakest part of their team. Plus, Jason Cole will be with us in hour number two. A lot of news in the NFL. We got so much to get to on this Football Friday. We appreciate everybody being here. Please keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just 
disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome aboard National Football Show, Dan Silio. My favorite girl, Ben Simmons, I guess got fined $360,000 because he didn't want to play. Was it against? Who, who, who was it against? Pelicans? Who cares? $360,000 a night. <laughs> yeah. And I know people go like this. Why are you talking about the guy's money? Because I don't think you understand what a privilege it is to play in front of fans. I really don't. I don't think you – I think after a while when you start making that money, you think it's truly all about you. Let me say more about this here. Welcome to hour number two. Jason Cole will join us at the bottom of the hour. Our NFL insider, so much news going on. Okay, so much news going on. I mean, man, this Aaron Rodgers. I'll get into that here in a minute. The offensive side of the football, what Hurts has to do against that Charger team, we're going to hit on that a little bit here as well. But, man, the news is crazy, right? Right? <laughs> hey, hey, oh, yeah, Charles, man. Oh, no, Ben Simmons is my favorite girl. Nah, man. Yeah. I love her, man. I, I sound like Bill Parcells, don't I? Man, she's really, really good. What a good player. You know, talented. Oh, did I say she? Oh, sorry, man. I, I meant he. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I I didn't. Okay, sorry. I, I, I did. I, you know, maybe it was just I was thinking that in my mind, and I know that many of you people, some of you guys, you know, are like the woke community, and so I got to be careful because you guys are that, you know, you, you can't be spoken the truth or, you know, People get a little upset when you get the truth told to them. 
$360,000 this guy makes a night. And now he doesn't want to take the mental health, um, you know, doctors that the Sixers have offered. He's refusing it. And then he's been bitching about mental health. <laughs> okay. Whew. Here, watch this. Can I say this to you about, watch this. Maybe this will be, yeah, you know what? Watch it. Hey, Ben, last time I bring you up on my show. Last time I bring you up on my show. You don't care, I don't care. Dude, just don't show up in my gear. You don't want to play? Don't. Nobody's making you be a 76er. You know how many great players have put that gear on? You don't want to do it? You don't want to play in that great city? Get the fuck out, dude. Seriously, man. Daryl Morey, please, man. You're insulting the community. Nobody cares. Get him out, man. Every time that guy opens his mouth as a member of the Philadelphia 76ers and the Philadelphia community, he embarrasses everybody. $360,000 a night? That's what they're finding him his paycheck. Letting everybody know what he makes. Dude, you wait a minute. Wait a minute, Charles. Calling him a bitch? Come on, man. That means we care. Let me use a great Richard Nixon line when it comes to Ben Simmons of the 76ers. You see, for me to be upset when someone insults me, that would mean that I respect you. And since I don't respect you, don't kid yourself. You're not getting to me. And Nixon used to talk to the media like that. It's brilliant and it's true. So when people post these things about me sometimes on the internet, box of rocks, dude, really? <laughs> I don't care. Some of you get a good sense of it when you go over there. Like, like about, about three days ago, I said Beckham would be cut before the whole issue even started. Oh, even a blind squirrel gets it right or a clock's right. A clock's right twice a day. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for responding to my Twitter page. So Ben Simmons has now become a guy where I'm going to erase him from the tablets of sports on my mind. I'm finished with it. You know? Because the more I spend time with a guy like that, the more it shows I care. He don't care. I don't care. Why should we care? But like I said, Daryl, Sixers, get him out of here. He's embarrassing people. And the more he whines like that and cries like that and bitches like that and makes lies up about mental health, the more embarrassing it is. Sixers are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Act like it. Jesus, criminy. All right? Just, just move on from the guy. Well, we're never going to get our value. No shit you're not going to get your value. But you should have known this guy was this way when he was at LSU. By the way, that last year of him playing at LSU, they didn't even make it to the NCAA tournament because he quit on his team. Dude, Ben who, right? When a guy quit, look at what you, hey, you think you're more angry right now with Ben Simmons or were you more angry with Carson Wentz? 
Over the last two years, who took more grief, you think, in the city of Philly? Wentz or Ben Simmons? Who do you guys think is taking the most heat? Who's taking the most heat? It was Carson. In my opinion, okay, just to bury the conversation and bury the lead here, I, I think it was Carson Wentz. I think Wentz took a way bigger beating than what Ben has taken. Kevin says Wentz. Charles says Wentz. Andre says Wentz. East Candom says Wentz. Okay. Carl says Eagles offense is fourth ranked in red zone. That's damn good, Carl. That's damn good. Yeah. I think Carson Wentz took a beating. And by the way, he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I know I hate saying that when I watched the worst eight minutes in the history of quarterbacking last week against the Titans. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm like this, man. That guy, man. That, that guy can put up some real turds, can he? I mean, man, this guy's terrible. All right. We talked a little bit on what the defense has to do uh, against Justin Herbert. Just a you know, real small capsule here. Play a little bit of that wide nine like New England did last week. You've got to confuse them, maybe zone coverages, and you've got to disguise them. He's not patient, but know this, he's going to get patient with more experience and more reps. He's going to understand, okay? Punting is not a bad thing. That's something that Carson wants. Hey, by the way, will somebody tell me this, okay? Is Carson Wentz the worst slider in the history of the National Football League? He looks like the biggest non-athlete in the history of quarterback play in the NFL. He is the worst. Somebody needs to get somebody, I don't know, from the Cubs, the Cardinals, or somebody to go in there and teach him how to slide. He is brutal at it. Every time he goes down the slide, I think he's going to blow his knee out. And I, I think he's going to blow his knee out because he doesn't know how to slide. Somebody needs to help that guy. Right. Hey, show. he looks like a goofball when he runs in there like that. I looked over at my wife last night. I'm watching. I go, listen, I know how to slide into second base. This guy is a goofball, and he can't slide. This guy's going to blow his knee out. I mean, he looks so non-athletic when he takes off and he slides. Does he not? How many times did you go like that? One time he went face first. Remember, he was down near the end zone, and he went for the end zone. I thought he blew his knee out. I was like, this guy is not real graceful. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger looks more graceful running the ball than he does. He is a goofball, man. And when he takes off like that, there's a chance the other guy's going to injure him or he's going to injure himself. He just does not look good as an athlete. When he takes off like that. Okay. So, and you got to remember something about Justin Herbert this weekend. That kid can run for as big as he is at six, six and a half. That guy can fucking run, dude. He's got some wheels on him. He can throw the ball down the field and he can get out in the perimeter. And if he's got to get 10 yards on you. So this means this, if you're Jonathan Gannon, you better make sure you set the edges on him. 
Because if he gets out wide on you, he will run down the sideline on you. This guy clearly runs under a five uh, flat 40. I mean, he's he looks like he can push it around four eight, four seven. man. That's that's pretty cooking for a guy at six, six and a half. That guy looks like a tight end. It looks like Gronkowski running down the sidelines. I stood next to him. I posted a picture of me standing next to him. This guy looks like he could eat a bowl of soup off my head. Incredible, man. J.K. says Vic was the worst. Vic couldn't slide. It's true, man. He was terrible. Terrible. Philly, Philly, if Eagles win this week, it could be a big statement for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're four and five, and you go to Denver with a chance to get to five and five, you're kind of still in it. Especially on the NFC side, right, where you're going to need premium wins and you're going to have people that you're going to start playing in the division pretty soon. you got Dallas at the very end, which they may be resting their team. So you may have a shot here to do something. These next two weeks, I believe, are your season. Here's what I think Nick Sirianni has to do against this. Joey Bowes, the defense. Guys, man, they are struggling mightily at running the ball or at defending the run. They are struggling. I mean, they look even worse than what the Lions – I know, that can't be any – it does. Last week, New England, they beat their ass on the line of scrimmage. They pushed them off the ball, and they did everything they could physically. And guess what they ended up doing to the Chargers? By the fourth quarter, they were out of gas. And they really had a lot of injuries – coming out of that football game. So if I'm Sirianni, I'm not trying to establish the running game. I'm trying to establish the fact that we have to establish the run right out of the gate, the passing game. But here becomes an issue too. Know this. If Sirianni starts throwing the ball right away, say he does this. Watch this. You know there's 25 seconds in between each play, right? Follow me here. If I hike the ball and I turn it, and I give it to my running back, okay? You get the clock down to 23 seconds. Boom, all of a sudden, guy hands off, clock is still running, right? Game clock still running. You gain four yards. Drop back again, hand the ball off. You gain another three yards, third and seven. It's third and three, third and four. Clock is running the whole time, okay? Clock is running. Hand the ball. You, you, you drop back, you throw the ball, incomplete. You've got to kick it on your first series. At least what you've done in that first series is you've not done this. One, two, three, stop the clock. One, two, three, stop the clock. One, two, three, stop the clock, punt. 20 seconds you could go off in with three plays, okay? Give the ball back. That's about two more possessions for the Chargers. Because you've now given them time of possession. You've got to be able to manage the clock, and you can't get in a shootout with the Chargers because they'll knock you off the board. They'll put 50 on you. So you've got to do a lot, in my opinion, to keep this game third and short. Okay? Third and short. Jalen's got to be a star in this game to do that. Okay? Kevin says, do you think Beavis, the head coach, Budhead, the D.C., will figure it out? I don't. 
these guys got to start winning games, Kev. It's not – they took – my opinion last week, they took the – they did this. They took the game out of Jalen's hands last week. Okay? Yeah, hey, Mike, that, that was a Carson Wentz series last year, right? Pass the ball. Takes about seven seconds. Stop the clock. Pass the ball. Takes about seven seconds. Stop the clock. Clock is stopped, right? It's fourth down. You've only run off like a minute, two minutes of your uh, clock. They punt it because he's taking a sack. Bad field position. They kick a field goal. They're up on you 3 nothing or 7 nothing with a touchdown. That was Eagle football last year. Carson's still holding on to the ball too long, too, in the pocket. Frank has not shaken him from that yet. He still holds on. You see some of them late throws last night? It's that extra tap. It's that extra tap that he does. How many times was he late on the throws? I saw about four. Those lead the picks. You know? In this game, you could do that at North Dakota State. But in this game, you're late. That's a pick. He holds on to the ball just too much. And that is still not out of his repertoire yet. He's got to get that out of there. If they're going to be successful with him moving forward, the Colts, he's got to get that out of his, his game plan. I would say this to you. If I were the Colts and Chris Ballard and I was Frank Wright, would you be happy with the play of Carson Wentz right now? Football teams four and five. Um, you're in the playoff mix and you're in the playoff mix knowing this, that Derrick Henry's out. Are you happy with what you're seeing with Carson Wentz and are you happy with the move you made? I would say you are. The big question is going to be, can he get through the regular season and can he put up at least 16 games for the franchise? And then I think you go into the offseason feeling pretty good that Carson Wentz is your quarterback. He's got to remain on this pace with these numbers, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, five interceptions. That would be exceptional too, by the way, especially since this guy was one of a, I mean, he was one of the most, Turnover dudes in all of football last year. I mean, this guy was a turnover machine. 63% completion. Um, yeah, but Carl, you say that, but these numbers don't dictate that. The numbers that he's trending towards do not dictate that, that he sucks. The guy in Philly right now, those numbers, okay, those numbers, I don't know where they're going with it. I know this, the Colts are a good football team. And I think if the Colts get it right with this John by Jonathan Taylor, too. Frank Wright was so right, man. That guy just started running the rock. That was really good stuff, man. So if I'm Nick Sirianni, run that ball, dude. Run that ball and let me see a lot of Dallas Goddard. Let that tight end get up the seam. Guys, Dallas Goddard, if he's over 100 yards and they can run the ball for about 180 yards, Eagles come out of that game at Lincoln Financial with a big win. That would be enormous, okay? Hey, we're going to talk to our friend Jason Cole, our NFL insider, Hall of Fame voter. Also, would you, would you suspend Aaron Rodgers for him breaking the so-called NFL protocols when it came to, I guess, press conferences for violating the COVID-19 protocols? Would you suspend him more than him missing the game this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll hit on that a little bit more with Odell Beckham and the ramifications of that win last night for the Eagles 
by the Colts over the Jets. We'll do that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show. NFL Insider, Hall of Fame voter, will also be with us. And we will go over all the news, especially the releasing of Odell Beckham Jr. from Cleveland. Again, this all came down to money, and they restructured his contract to make it so that some teams could potentially pick him up. You know, we we threw out earlier, I don't know, man, if you're a team like, how about this, even if you're the Miami Dolphins, you put Odell Beckham on your team, and you go to Odell Beckham's people and say, hey, look, you know, we, we like to a lot, but we're still evaluating that position. Or say you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you've got Devontae Smith on one side of the ball. And then you tell Odell Beckham, hey, look, we're still evaluating Jalen. We really like him. Um, but we're going to try with our draft choices. We have 11 picks. And three of those picks are going to be in the top 10 in the upcoming April draft. We're going to determine whether or not 
we're going to make a run for a veteran quarterback and we make we may make a run at Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. That would be something that would be enticing, in my opinion. If you were a veteran guy, if you're a veteran guy and you watch it, right? Think about this. If you're Russell Wilson and you look at the talent level that you have in Seattle right now, okay? Or if you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you want out of Green Bay, Julio, thanks for coming aboard, my friend. Okay? Appreciate you coming about. Appreciate you coming aboard. And you're you're looking around the room and you're saying, "Wow, look what Philly just did." Philly brought in Odell Beckham. They've got this young kid from um, Alabama on the other side. This Dallas Goddard kid is really a good tight end. He's a great looking prospect. Their old line, if you had a seven step drop guy back there, could potentially look like a completely different team. 23 and one says OBJ is bad for the locker room. Well, then guess what? Change it. Every time I hear that media made up stuff, okay, then change it. Change it. Change it. You're going to get the very best Odell Beckham you possibly can. This is his third team on a league minimum contract. You think he's just going to go in? He knows this. Hey, okay, this is my third team. This will be my third quarterback. Eventually, general managers and coaches start to do this. The only common denominator, dude, and your last three stops has been you. Maybe it's a you thing. Just like Antonio Brown. Look at what Brown's doing now with the Buccaneers. He's been a model citizen. He has been a model citizen in Tampa. Model citizen. Prior to that, he had run-ins with the cops. The whole crap that went on in Las Vegas. Since he's been in Tampa, he's been this. He tried to go out in the open market to see if anybody would give him a $5 million a year contract. He was very disappointed to find out that people don't trust him yet. Okay? And he had to run back to Tampa for the same money that he played for last year. Because you know why? People around the league just ain't quite sold on him yet and his behavior. So you better run back to Tommy. And he did. There wasn't a team out there that was going to give Antonio Brown $5 million over three years give that guy $15 million to go and you're not sure about his behavior still, even though he's been on his best behavior in Tampa. (laughs) You're not doing it. You don't trust it yet. Is he a Hall of Fame player? Absolutely. Are you going to put $15 million in a signing bonus in that guy's pocket? I'm feeling very uncomfortable about that. And my point with Odell Beckham is the same. This guy's been injured a lot. This guy bitches and belly aches. The stuff with the videos, dude, don't, Don't undermine our team. Don't have your father undermine our team. I can't have that. You know, your behavior and how you leave a place determines on who hires you at your next place. I learned that lesson massively in my business. If you start throwing darts at your previous employer, that is going to scare the next potential buyer. 
for you. If you start barking and saying this, you know what my common stance is now against the places that I've been at? Hey, man, some of the best people I've ever worked with. Great folks. Well, it didn't end very well. You know what? Sometimes things don't end well. I throw no shade on any place I worked that gave me opportunity. If they want to throw shade on me, that's them. I don't do it. I've learned that lesson. It does me no good. And so when you're throwing shade on the Browns, that's why the Browns wanted them out of there. Browns wanted them out of there because they can't have that. And you fucked over your quarterback in a contract year. Oh, man. Not a good look. Will there be places? Yeah. If the money's right. Remember what I said, though. You know all these folks that want to have Odell Beckham on their team and they want to do this and that? If you're a general manager now, 90%, maybe even north of 90% of the teams are above the salary cap. If you put a guy like that on your team, even at a league minimum, you're going to have to do some restructuring of your entire roster. Now, I wouldn't say of your entire roster, but you're going to have to make some decisions that maybe you don't want to make right now. And you've got pretty good chemistry going on inside the locker room, and you don't want to upset that, even though, hey, and by the way, figure this out too, okay? How many weeks is he going to be on an exemption? You're going to get him a two-week contract exemption as you bring him in so he can learn to play? Well, there's two weeks he's going to miss, and you're going to blow your roster up or your wide receiving room up to try to fit a guy in, league minimum, put him in there where a guy that's maybe been productive, not maybe super productive, but maybe he's been productive on special teams for you. Maybe he got you around 300 yards so far. You're going to cut loose of that for Odell Beckham, knowing that the guy's been banged up, knowing he comes with a ton of baggage? I don't know. That's why I'm looking at it going like this. I don't know. Would I bring that? If I were a team right now, like, say, New Orleans, they lose Michael Thomas, right? And they lose Michael Thomas. Okay? Would they be in a position to go after him and get him. All right, man, we're going to take a quick time out here. My friend Jason Cole is waiting for us. We're going to talk to him. We'll do it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215 215- 215 
1-800-568-3500 or visit us online at mesalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Got my Players Association card yesterday, and the reason I got my cards and why I'm showing you this is, you know, I had a nice conversation with D. Smith, and I asked D. Smith, Demore Smith, the executive director of the NFL Players Association, if he thinks that the vaccination protocols in the NFL should be made public for the media and for other people, and so that they could bash some of these players because they could find out whether who's not vaccinated, who is vaccinated. Is it the NFL's position that they're showing people? And by the way, they're not really telling you, but you know what they are telling you? They're telling you by length of being on the COVID list on who is and who isn't. Why didn't you keep that private? And again, this is not a conversation that I'm having right here on getting vaccinations or not. That's not my place. Okay. I'm a sports guy. I'm not a doctor. I know many people in the media play a doctor, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't tell people how to live their lives. Let's bring my friend Jason Cole in here, NFL Hall of Fame voter and our friend. And don't forget also Jason's fabulous book right here, A Relentless Life with John Elway. And I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Howard Balzer this. Um, do you believe that the NFL's protocols for who is vaccinated and who is not vaccinated should be made public to the media and to the public? No, it's private health information. I don't think you legally even can do it. But they pseudo are, Jason. Well, that's the that circumstance. I mean, that's they're not telling you that somebody's on the COVID list technically but you know yeah you can figure it out but they're not they're not affirmatively saying it okay it's an after the fact confirmation and that's only if somebody gets sick and if somebody gets sick well you know sorry too bad but you can't as an organization release somebody's medical information if they don't want it re released it's just not that, that that's against the law. I mean, somebody can tell you if they choose to say I'm vaccinated or not vaccinated, that's up to that individual person, but the league can't say that. Jason, tell me how you see this story with Aaron Rodgers in the league and vaccinations and not. I mean, 
Tell me how you've seen this over. He went on, obviously, Pat McAfee show today, gave his sort of the side of it. I don't know. Like I said, Kay, to me, it's all about him missing the Kansas City Chiefs game. They're 7-1. and one. We could be talking about the difference between home field advantage and not. There's a football side of this. And then there is a health side of this. The, the, only thing, the only thing I care about is the football side of it. Me too. Yeah, his his look, his personal decision on what he wants to do is his. Where I think you forfeit that part of it is you're playing on a team, a team, okay, of 53 men and, you know, practice squad guys who all are joining together to chase one goal. You are trying to win a Super Bowl. And further for Aaron, look, Aaron, you spent the last 10 years basically Ripping Mike McCarthy behind his back, and we all know it. Ripping Ted Thompson and you know Brian Gutkunst behind their back for not supporting you, demanding that you wind out because you retired because your legacy was not being fulfilled the way you saw it as you watched Tom Brady win championship after championship and went through your home field last year to win that championship, right? Yeah. And so you're all about everybody else needs to take care of you and do things to help, you know, satisfy your career. But then you choose not to do something that will affect not only your own legacy, possibly, but the rest of the team and all these other people who are trying to chase this dream. By the way, you won a title, right? You've got at least one you know, one belt, as we like to say, you know, you know, one skin up on the, on the wall. Right. Yeah. Well, look, there are sacrifices that have to be made. And so I don't even want to get into Aaron about the gobbledygook that he said on Pat McAfee's show. And there was a lot of gobbledygook from a guy who's a very smart human being. Okay. But the bottom line is take everything else out of it. You're part of an organization. Okay. You owe that group a sacrifice. Okay. You're the leader. You're the you're the most important guy. You need to sacrifice for that group. And and you need to sacrifice if you believe that your legacy is on the line where you're complaining about other people. You owe it to yourself and all those people to sacrifice and take that vaccination. This is not one situation where, hey, look, I'm an engineer, I can work from home, or I'm somebody else who can work from home. And I don't need to go to the office and I don't want to be vaccinated. I'm worried. I get that. Okay. You're off living in some small town and you don't contact the general public in a large way. You know, those kinds of decisions. I'm not even going to get into that. Okay. That, that's a separate issue. But when you're a football player, you're part of a team, you're part of an organization, you owe it to that group to, to get vaccinated at, at this level to chase the Super Bowl. Jason, how complicit do you think the Green Bay Packers are in this here? Because, you know, you can look at some of the press conferences that he was at, and I'm not going to get into the fine line of it because I really don't know what the protocols were when it came to social distancing and this and that. It does seem that there was some latitude given to him. Do you think, and I guess another part of the question would be, do you think there'll be some type of fine or something because of protocols being broken because well, if the NFL to be really fine. wants they're... to make a statement, don't they find him? Yeah, they should find him. He deserves to be fined. No, he does these people who talk about suspension, I mean like come on. I agree. Let's, let, yeah, like there's some people it's just it's this it's just this um 
and he, you know, the woke gang mentality. I don't really believe in that, but I do believe that there is definitely this. Okay, well, he needs to be punished. Well, there's fines around. Well, that's not enough. We've got to. He's got to sit, and he should sit four or five games. Like, wait a second. Wait a second. The team's already being punished enough by missing him for a game. This could tilt their season the wrong way potentially. Completely. And he's sick. And yeah, he lied about this kind of stuff. And we're in a problematic area here. The fine is enough, but he owes that to the team. And you know, but to go beyond that, like he hasn't hurt anybody, literally. Like he hasn't gone out and and punch somebody or, you know, violated the rules of the game by cheating or anything like that. Look, just give him a fine and let's move on at a certain point. But I'm very disappointed in Aaron Rodgers for lying about this. This could cost that team because of all the good teams that are in the NFC home field advantage down the line. All right, let me go over to Odell Beckham in Cleveland. What happened in Cleveland with Beckham and why did it end this way for him? It's not very good. Hmm. Uh, he's got what seventeen catches this year. Last and, week, one catch for seven yards. Right, and I, you know, I know that the whole thing about the dad, you know, putting out this, which was like a, a ploy to get him out of there, right? It definitely was to get him cut. So they accomplished what they wanted. But are they going to miss him? No. Like what? What is he anymore? I mean, there's seventeen catches. That, that's like on most teams. That's what the fourth receiver has, right? Yep fourth or fifth guy. And so you think there'll be a limited market out there for him? I don't know that. I don't know about that. I think that somebody's going to going to want him because you think that you can get it out of him and you think he's still talented. I just like I don't even care about the whole is he a distraction or all that. I want to see I I'm, I want to see what he is on tape. And again, you know, when the dad put out this is the point I want to make. When the dad put out this thing about how um Baker Mayfield missed him on a bunch of plays. It's like, okay, it's like three or four plays. He should have this, this is a guy who should have like 40 catches if he was still good, right? Or thir- at least like thir- 25 or 30. Like that's the problem is not like Baker Mayfield missed him a few times. Um the pro the problem is that your your kids hasn't been an impact player for like four years, literally. Since he's been in Cleveland, there's been no question that he's been that guy. He went from 93 yards in production per game in New York with Eli to 60. And now with the missed games of a year ago and then this year, that number's down in the 40s now. So there's no question he just hasn't been productive. And let me throw this at you here too, Jason. One thing about renegotiating a contract before you release a guy by adding it to a signing bonus, limiting your base salary so – it could be conducive for somebody maybe to pick them up on the wire. I also deduct it this way. If you're going to go out into the open market next year, you're going to need every economic dollar that you could possibly need. If you're going to go out and maybe get a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, or at least make a bid for those type of guys. So was that a little bit of a tea leaf message too, that in the evaluating of of uh, Baker Mayfield right now, okay, which everybody is, don't you uh-huh. think that you're trying to take as much money as you can off this deal because you may need it next year when you're going out for free agent quarterback? Well, I think there's some of that. Um, I don't know what the particulars are on their cap situation to get them through, so I don't exactly know why they did this math. 
but that's certainly logical. Like you just don't want to deal with the future. You don't want to deal with future money if you don't have to. And yeah, you're looking out there going, what quarterbacks available? You know, is Aaron Rodgers going to be available? Is Russell Wilson going to be available? What are you going to have to do to get those guys, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, that's a thought. It's a thought, but I think you're, I think the more immediate issue is we can't have this guy on the team anymore because he's a distraction and he's destructive to our, to our organization that, and that's at the end of the line, that's what this is about. Get him out of town as soon as you can. If we can fix the deal a little bit, great, but get him out of town. Finally here. Um, Going into week nine, if you had to pick a team right now that you think will be the representative out of the NFC, Rams or Bucks, who would you take? Rams, Bucks, Rams. Well, I always go with Bucks because they got the quarterback, right? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, and that's that's a no-brainer kind of thing. But the Rams, like, like going out and getting Von Miller. I'm not saying this is the oh. same Von Miller from five years ago, but well, I don't think he's that far off that guy. No, I, I don't think he is. I know. Look, he's not. He's not defensive player of the year yeah. anymore. Yeah. But you know, like it's not like he's yeah. falling apart. Okay. No. Either. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying yeah. he's not. He's not quite here where he was. Right. right. He's like about here. Yeah. Okay. That's that. And you put that next to Aaron Donald. Who's way up here? And then Jalen Ramsey, who's way up yeah. here. Like we're we're good. I I get, I get what you're saying. So like that's a really imp- I think that that's a, a boost both on the field and I think the mentality, which is look, guys, we're in this to win it now. Like there's no you know we went out and got Stafford, we went out and got Von Miller, we went out and did you know did all these things. We ain't wasting time. Okay. We're, we push the chips on the table. We have one, like what, one or two draft picks next year, and they're like round five and seven. Okay. We ain't talking about the draft. We're not building for the future. We're not pulling the Bill Belichick where we're always paying attention. No, we're in today. We want to play the Super Bowl at home. Let's go and do that. I think that, that, I think that makes it obvious. Well, Jason, even though with his limited education going to Stanford, was able to construct this book um, on John Elway. It would be yeah, a great I, Christmas. I don't have that UM education. Oh, my God. Which you is caught accept me too. versus accept. Wait a minute. <laughs> accept A-C-C-E-P-T. I accept something. Oh. Okay. Not I accept, uh, uh, you know, I put an exception on this, right? See, see, Celia, you can't play that game. No, no. When I, I know, when, I, no, no, no. when I've no. seen your Twitter. No, no, you, 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 you just pinned me. I have no place to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no place. Have a great weekend, my friend. All right, dude. We'll talk to you. Thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you next week. That's my friend, Jason Cole. We'll take a brief time out. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. <laughs> At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. 
free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Coward and Skip Bayless. These guys are jock sniffs. I'm in a business of jock sniffs. I've just realized it again. My wife is so right. Do you know what they're complaining about today with a seven and one quarterback who just won the MVP award and has won 33 of 40 games? He's just not a nice guy. He lied. He's unvaccinated. You know, he's so condescending. Okay. And what's your point? What, are you trying to date him? Or do you want to play with him? I'd want to play on any team that Aaron Rodgers quarterbacked because I knew he gave me the best chance to win. Okay. I mean, hey, Jalen Hurts is such a nice guy. Man, everybody on the team loves him. Yeah, he ain't very accurate, though. No, but he's super guy in the locker room. Aaron's a dick. Um, you know, he's really a jackass. He's not the friendliest guy. Would you play with him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Look at what we're talking about here. Things that don't matter to the game of football. How many people have you worked with in your own professional business? 
where you knew they maybe weren't the best dudes on the planet, but they were productive as hell. And you kind of tolerated it. Nobody wants to have to manage somebody's ego on the professional level. You don't want to have to walk around on eggshells around a guy. I get that. Okay? I mean, but all day long. So I'm, I, I was going through some of the channels, and I all I heard was Colin Coward for three hours banging on what a bad guy Aaron Rodgers was. And do you know what I ended up doing? I ended up looking up. He's seven and one. He's on pace for one of his most historic seasons. They got out to a bad start, but they've reeled off all these games in a row. They just knocked off an undefeated Arizona team. And what exactly are they talking about? He's not vaccinated. They're talking about something that has nothing to do with sports. Well, wait a minute. He's missing the Chiefs game. Okay, there's a concept to that. But I'm hey, how about this? So if a guy had, you know, here, let me let me ask you something. So when Sandy Koufax decided not to pitch on Yon Kippur, because he made a personal decision about his religion, and Koufax didn't want to pitch on Yon Kippur, which he did that many times. Okay. Um, that's a personal decision. Religion, your health, your personal decisions that you make in your own life. When a guy has a, a cause or something that he believes in, how about this one? When the Orlando Magic decided not to play against the Lakers, I think it was, or was it the Clippers? because of the George Floyd shooting. That was personal choice. I don't know. They decided not to play. So when a guy makes a personal decision not to be vaccinated, why are we questioning that when we don't question that? Or is it that we pick and choose? Think about that for a minute. It was okay for the NBA guys, to take a night off. And you know what? I don't think anybody had a problem with that. It was a very, very upsetting time in our country when Floyd was murdered up in Minneapolis. Those players made a decision not to play. And there was ramifications about that. You know what the NBA did? NBA backed them. Why is it the NFL and the NFL Players Association backing players who choose not to be vaccinated? Okay. Everybody has collateral damage with decisions they make in life. Okay. They do. And because you don't like it, that's too effing bad. Okay. That's too bad you don't like it. I mean, I thought Aaron Rodgers came off today where he made. Liberals look like an asshole today. Bobby says, Dan, what's your drink of choice? Lately, it's been Coronas. Yeah, hey, but Bobby, I, I, I like the real fruity uh, drinks. I know, right? I like pina coladas. I like um, 
uh, you know, I like margaritas. I like stuff like that. Okay, that's that's okay. Th- those are my kind of drinks. I like those drinks, man. I could drink a ton of them. Oh yeah, man. Hey, margaritas, man. I love tequila, tequila and vodka. Tequila and vodka. That could be my. That's my deal. Yeah, yeah. I thought Rogers came out today. And I think you kind of made people really look at what you're arguing over here. You know, the people that are in my sports world, they didn't cover sports today. They covered a guy making a decision in his own personal life. And they didn't like it. And you know what they don't like now? They don't like being called woke. They don't like being categorized that. Cancel culture, woke, there's no such thing. And you're like, yeah, there is. You know what woke means to me? If you don't believe in something that you have a stand for, you must be a racist. Or you 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 must be a, some type of anti-American if you don't believe in what I believe in. Like, like CNN thinks everybody in Virginia is a racist because Republicans and Democrats, it wasn't just Republicans, voted for a new governor. You think he won all those Democratic counties by getting just Republicans to vote? That's what people can't understand at CNN. How'd they get Democrats to vote for him? Because you know why? Your messaging's wrong. I think these games this weekend, I can't wait, by the way, for Mayfield versus Burrow, too. Here's the score that I have. I got Chargers 30. I got the Eagles 20. I don't think you're going to be able to outscore uh, Justin Herbert and that Los Angeles Chargers team. I do have Joe Burrow rebounding and beating Cleveland, and Cleveland goes under 500, and I think that's going to be something to talk about. Where Odell Beckham lands, I think that's also going to be out there. Dak's playing against Denver, and I think that's going to be a storyline on Monday. So much to hit on. Have yourself a spectacular weekend. We will catch you on Monday. By the way, before I go, please hit the like button, guys. You guys are spectacular. Thank you so much for doing that. Maybe watch the show a little bit later on. Till Monday, Gary Cobb will join us from Fox 29 in Philadelphia to recap the game. Catch you Monday. We'll see you on the flip side. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.